top of Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel. On 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app, this is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Today's code word, we know you want it. Let's just get the mucking about out of the way, give it to you. Mardo is... Uh, well, why have they got fucking ceiling here? But there's today's code word what is gabber. What do you think? Ceiling, because you ripped the speaker well, no. out of the ceiling. No, that's stupid. You'll hear that on the podcast. Why did Mardo no, lose Make it the gabber, but, but make it a newsy story that everyone understands. Gabber. Youth crime. What about stabbing? No, don't don't with... go off ceiling. He's trying to. He's like the government is trying to distract you from the real oh, story. Okay, back Re- on track. Ceiling. Should we start again? No. They released the Gabba story with this youth crime stuff going on. You're now trying to also use the Gabba to cover up the crime going on in here where you punched the ceiling in. I didn't punch the ceiling. You did. It fell down. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like, but if you're going to punch anything, children, don't punch walls. Punch the ceiling because it actually takes some work to get up there, so it's easy to punch ceilings. And by the time you get up there, maybe you've calmed down. Calm down, but in this instance, in this instance, there was no calming down. What's the code word? Ceiling. Dancing on or punching up the ceiling. But how is that? As in S E A L I N G, like silicon ceiling, sealing the gap. C E I L I N G. Okay. Text that to 0484101045. It'll get you to Let's Zep at the Tivoli playing Led Zeppelin's yeah, greatest yeah. tune. There's got to be some people with sore necks the next day after this. Yeah. You wonder who was it? <laughs> Brent Tate. the neck brace? Oh, wear your seat, wear your car seat into the concert. Yeah, get yeah. your Tatey in there, your travel pillow. Does Tatey still wear that, Margot? Nah. No? Doesn't he? need to anymore. Oh, doesn't he? No, he's just not playing football. Yeah, oh, but what if he went to Led Zeppelin? I thought it was a birthday thing. No, he had an injury and so therefore he'd done damage to the base oh. of his neck. Oh. And if he, the doctors basically said to him, you can't play. And if you play, you need to use, like, they, they created that contraption mm. for him mm. to use. It was like a one-off moulded thing yeah. um, to stop him from his neck throwing back or something and hitting a nerve, which then would have he would have lost all the feeling in his arms. Good Lord. Yeah. Is he Okay. He's good now. Oh, good. He lives up in Townsville, selling insurance. He and Corey still speak every day. More than you and Corey They were texting do. each other last night at the dinner table. I'm like, excuse me, phone's away at the dinner table. He's like, mm. it's Tady. I said, like, I don't care Tady. who it is. Tady. Put it away. Imagine imagine the bloke coming out to sell you insurance. He's got a neck brace on. <laughs> yeah, no, they covered this. It's, it's good. <laughs> just, just make sure I remember my knows. mate and I, whenever we'd see him play, we'd just yell out all game, take your seatbelt off, mate. It looked like he wore his car seat. I'm in the car seat. We'll leave it in the car, mate. Good guy. Hey, we yeah. mentioned youth crime. Just very briefly well, at the top there. Mm. Emma from Logan Village has got in touch and Aaron from Algester on mm. 0484101045. This will be heavy. Emma is Re the Robot, a.k.a. <laughs> that's your nickname for the Premier, oh, Stephen Miles. Good. This is funny. My this daughter was funny. at school yesterday and the teacher asked, does anyone know who the Premier of Queensland is? My daughter put her hand up and said, yeah, the robot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She came home and said, Mum, the teacher didn't know who the robot was. She said, Stephen Miles is Premier. That's not what Marto says. Nice <laughs> one. So just like the song Centipede for Thursday's theme train is catching on. Now the robot instead of Stephen Miles is our Premier is as well. Uh, we need to get the robot on the show one day. Mm. Aaron from Algester, we asked for some suggestions around youth crime and how we can fix it. We also are asking for your questions. If we get Stephen Miles on the show next week, maybe you might have a question to put forward to him. Aaron from Algester reckons bring back the cane. All the do-gooders that say don't smack your kids and got the cane taken out. Now look what we have. Here, I got here. the cane for saying bastard in class and it got a clip around the ears when I got home for getting the cane. Now kids get suspended from school and steal shit. I'm not saying it's the teacher's responsibility because where oh are the God. parents of these criminals? That's so, so true. Margot, all right, corporal, what do you call it? Corporal it punishment. Corporal punishment when you got the cane. <laughs> that stopped, let's say, mid-90s. So those adults Is now 25 plus, so they'd be in their early 40s. They're now the parents of these dickhead kids kids who yeah. have got no control. So those ki- those parents who are now in their early 40s, never. did you ever know the cane? Never. All right. It got taken out the first year I was in school, Martin. What year was that? 1990. 90. 1990. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. The end of the cane and now the people who never experienced the cane are now parents and they've never hit their child and never 
uh, never given their child any discipline. And what do we got ourselves? A child problem. I think it's more about discipline. You never hit Harry or your kids, did you? Because you're a good dad. You can get through to them. It's people don't want to take the time to talk to their kids. I even think hitting your kids is just the bullshit shortcut solution. No, no, no. But at school, I reckon they should be hit at school. I heard someone let them get hit by strangers. Yeah, I heard someone say once: if if you find parenting hard, (laughs) that's because it is, and you're actually doing a job of trying to parent your children. Like if you just go, oh, no, parenting's easy. It's probably because you don't know where they are. So true. You know, like parenting is hard. So true. And not every day we get it right, but you get back up and you try again the next day, you know, and it feels relentless. Like I at the moment with, um, I'm not going to mention one or two or three or four of my children, but sometimes it's really fucking hard work. The bad, and I am banging child. my head. It feels like a brick wall and it is constant and it is relentless, but I ride that little mofo every friggin' day because I want him to be a good human being and I've got to send him out so into society. Boy. I wonder which one. And it wouldn't be Jagger because he's my favourite and he's a good boy. There's a hint. There's oh. the code word for today. You know, all of a sudden one day he turned 12 and he just... He knew everything. You know, he doesn't need me anymore. He knows everything. He knows more than I do. I read that somewhere and I was like, oh, my God, I can relate to that because he does. He knows everything and he can't be told. But I, I, I continue to keep yeah. telling him. Oh, he's absolutely fault. me. He's you. The he's hands absolutely have come me. Absolutely but the, but me. the name. You, you've watched Bugs Bunny. Wiley. Uh, well, the Road Runner. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. That mm. bastard was relentless. Just he just never let up on, on the and Road he, Runner. He loves spending money. What's At his Acme. middle name? Wiley Cash. Acme. Should be wily mm. Acme. Mm. I don't well, think we should hit kids. I think we should do what the Parkers do and shoot them with gel shoot blasters. Shoot them with gel blasters, mm. yeah. That's, that's we talked about that on air. I gave Wiley yeah. the belt once. He got the belt across yeah. the back of the calves because he stole a chop chop from Woolies. I wouldn't buy it for him. I said, no, put it back. He was maybe six-ish, mm. seven. Uh, anyway, nicked it and then he threw it on the grass and was like, oh, look what I found, Mum, in the backyard. Uh, and it just happened to be the same yeah, chop chop that he wanted. He thought, I said, go and get the belt. I said, we do not steal. That is one rule I have. One of many rules in my house, but one rule I feel really strongly about is is stealing. And so, I made him go and pick out a belt, and he come back with this real skinny leather looking one. Oh, that, that and hurts I was more. like, I said, "Oh, are you sure that's the one you want? That one will sting." And he goes, "Oh!" <laughs> he went back and he picked out a thicker one, and I whacked him across the back of the legs with it. And we haven't had only another incidents of stealing, I I but it only mom took mom one time. Once. I get hit by my mum once, and that's all it took. Yeah. And same with our kids; you only have to hit them once. So remember yeah. that. But make it a bloody good one if you Yeah, I think the line between abuse and discipline was blurred for a little while there. You know, you can't just go around abusing your children and hitting them repeatedly because you're angry or you're reacting or you have uh, an issue. They learn what we do when we're frustrated is we hit other people. Hit other people. It can be a real shit lesson. Hey, Wiley's lucky Corey wasn't home because he would have put a cigarette in his mouth, blindfolded him and gone, take ten paces, mate. I'm getting the gun. (laughs) The gel blaster. Which gun do you want? Corey used to get the kettle. Cord that would oh. hurt. Oh, he, as in, he received it. Yeah, from, yeah. Because yeah. yes. he he always says, "I feel sorry for my dad." Imagine coming home. Dad worked in. I was a truck driver. Coming home from twelve hours in the truck, driving around, and then the first thing your mum says is, "Oh, you wouldn't bloody believe what he did today. Go and smack your son because he did this." And he's like, "I just freaking got home. I haven't even seen my son today. And now I'm going to go and hit him." Because all afternoon, <laughs> your mother's been saying, "Wait until Wait your father, till your father gets, home. gets home." Kath reckons her their kid because they had seven. <laughs> kids and their family, the kid who was about to get hit didn't get to choose the belt. The other kids all went in. Got it all <laughs> it's like Survivor, where they come back and they vote on the contestants yeah, to which, win. Which what one? would Corey's dad have done if he received the treatment that Corey gets at your house, the disrespect of the kids? He gets dacked more than any dad I've heard of, your husband. Yeah. Look, the, the, the thing is, is, you is know, there's Wiley? always a good parent and a bad parent. I'm the hard, you know, bad cop mm. and Corey's the good cop. Yeah. He's the fun. He mucks around with them. Him and Wiley are really good mates. You know, they have this funny little relationship. And, and they have really great banter. But Wiley dacks Corey and Corey <laughs> thinks it's funny. Mm. Um, and so now Jagger has taken it on board. And I got an email from the school yesterday saying that Jagger dacked another kid in class in front of everybody. Mm. And the other kid... 
kid luckily said, oh, no, it's funny. We do it to each other all the time. It's a bit of a joke. That's, cl- that's a close call. Uh, yes, because it could have been. Don't do it to the teacher. No, that's what I said. <laughs> what, in music class when Molly gets up and <laughs> yeah. we're learning to play and Rocket I'm, Man? Because uh, they do it to each other at the shops and yeah, in the grocery store yeah. and stuff and they think it's hilarious. Um, and I've just sort of said, you know, like that behaviour at home between you know, our family is, you know, fine and funny, but you can't do it to other people and you can't do it in public. It's not okay. Pretty good, but to put the principal on notice. If you, mm. if you get Cop that, mate, while he's doing <laughs> an assembly. That is the end <laughs> of that principal. see the principal's doodle? <laughs> that is, oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> you have, they have to quit. Yeah. You've got to go to a new school. The boys have just learned to tie their shorts really tightly. You yeah. know, that little That's string? You, it's up I'll to you. I'll say to Jago, yeah. just got to tie that yeah. real tight, mate, That's every right. time you put your shorts on. Oh, next thing you know, the doodle comes off, <laughs> you know, ripped off by Stop. the cord. Oh, you got to transition. In the words of Dave Gleeson. Yeah, you've got to transition. Your brother's forced you to transition. Margot's got three daughters. Why did it all happen? Because mum stole the belts to hit us and I yeah. couldn't keep my pants yeah. up. It's all your oh, fault. Well. My fault. Get some triple M breakfast wherever you can. Margo, Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M breakfast with Margo, Margo and Dan. Here we go again. Roll call. Thursday. Uh, Dan. Yep. Present. Greg uh, Martin. Yep, present. Himself. I'm here. I'm over here. My, my, Margo. 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 She, she was. Margo. She's still down Bloody in Daisy hell. Hill. Bloody hell! No, she's here. We've seen her. We've she's. Where did she just go? She went to the toilet. Toilet. All right. Well, that's interesting because I was going to get her to tell a story to start the show about Corey hurt himself. I'll start the story. Well, why don't you tell people what it's about and get them to call in? One triple three five three. Corey nearly died with the roll the um, rolled the ride on mower yesterday. Corey almost died. Mowing injuries. One triple three five three to start the show. Ride on mower and quad bike. They will get you. Oh, quad bike. Yeah, they get you, mate. Because the what do they call it? The, the no. gravity points. Mate the- of mine with a push mower. Lost his toe years ago. He oh. hasn't since he he did it when he was eleven. Never worn a pair of thongs in his life. You're just thinking all variety of mowing injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. any sort of mowing. So things rocks will get flicked out like a bullet as well, mate. Remember last year I ran over my foot with the whippersnipper. Ended up in hospital because I was is. bare feet. There she is. Listen, oh, geez, you had one job. We said let's talk mowing <laughs> out of six o'clock. And where have you been? Well, Corey fell off the mower know, yesterday. We, 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 we already told everyone. everyone. We, we had to Gosh, do it for I you. I believe it. Yeah. And I missed his message. I was too busy lunching with my girlfriends, and then it wasn't until I got in the car after I left and said goodbye because I wanted to be present. I didn't want to be rude. Mm. So I got in the car and I checked my phone. I was like, oh, my God, and I rang him straight away. I'm like, are you okay? Was it a selfie under the mower? He goes, well, I wasn't two hours ago, but thanks for getting back to me. He (laughs) he could have been trapped under that mower. Could have been trapped under that mower the whole time. If he was out on a property, yeah, if he lived 200 kilometres west and just went out there to mow the property. He would have died. He could have died. He could have died. Imagine how much money he'd get. Is is he insured? He is insured. We were just talking about that the other day, actually. Lucky. Um, I no, I went to watch it on the cameras because we've got CCTV out the front of our joint. Yeah. The bloody caravan's in the way. I couldn't see. Oh, but what, it's what, what happened? where he so was So was mowing. he on the side of a hill and it rolled? At the front, yeah, at the front of our property, you drive up the driveway and there's mm. like a big grass area on the side yeah. and he was doing that and it'd been a little bit wet from the rain yeah, the last two days and he thought, I'm either going to go backwards here because it started to slip, you know, yeah. when it slides a bit. Yeah. I'm just going to fang it to get out of it. Yeah. But then as he fanged it, the mower slid out and then turned on its side and it fell on top of him Righto. on the side and then he got wedged in between the mower and the fence. That's Righto. the thing. You want about, perfection in your lawn, you've got to wear things. about this? What? She's up the life insurance and the caravan was conveniently blocking the, oh, blocking the camera. <laughs> oh. I did tell him to move it, actually. She <laughs> stab wounds don't look like an old lady. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Dan from Ormiston, I'm hearing you got a proper injury or was it somebody else? Uh, it wasn't me, it was my dad. He was a landscape gardener. Yeah. Uh, just getting ready to go away for the weekend on his 25th wedding anniversary. Try and squeeze one more job in for the afternoon. Yeah. It was... Uh, only just started raining, went to clear the catch, it was all full. Of course. And put his hand in too far and lost three and a half fingers. Oh, Ooh. Jesus. Three and what? a half fingers. What? Which um, Down which notch, the first uh, joint or the second? Ah, uh, second. Oh, Imagine that when she goes to put the ring on at the wedding. Oh. Hang on, what's happening here, oh, bro? So, uh, <laughs> thanks, to, 
safe to say mum wasn't too impressed about it for the anniversary either. Oh, no. Did they, still, did they still go away or did or he had to go to hospital for a couple of days, didn't he? Had to go to hospital. They still went away but had to drag all of us kids along to help him get dressed and oh. help feed him. And <laughs> How long did that go on for, Dan? How long did you have to help him for? Oh, months. Months. Oh. Did they have a crack at putting him back on, Dan, or were they too mangled? Oh, they were pretty mangled. They had a go, like, at a few skin grass. That'd be funny. Some of them just didn't take to it. Imagine if they didn't clean them off properly and some grass were growing out of your knuckles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you have to mow your, actually yeah, mow your fingers. Oh, you'd whippersnip your fingers. <laughs> just you, do the edges. You wouldn't mow them. Your brain is incredible, Mutter. <laughs> Lawrence from Corona Downs. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, mowing. It's a dangerous sport, I tell you, isn't it? Yeah, this is more an embarrassment than an actual uh, accident. Uh, a bloke I know used to do the lawn mowing out at Colleges Crossing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the picnic area there. Yeah, 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 uh, where the river, cro- where the um, road goes across yeah. the river, yes. Yeah, you got it. So uh, one morning he was doing his uh, rounds and uh, he noticed two people skinny dipping in the, uh, in the, in the river there. Yes. And uh, in the next moment he just <clears throat> heard the lawnmower make a few funny noises and... Uh, Suddenly cough up some clothes and phones and keys and whatever. <laughs> he wasn't watching where he was going. That's great. Did they see it unfold, Lawrence? Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's about it. And uh, when we asked him, so uh, what didn't you notice? He said, I, I didn't see the clothes at all. I said, didn't, that didn't surprise us at all <laughs> in any case. <laughs> I was too busy perving. Now, what happened? Did they, come, they come running up and go, oi, bro, you've just carved up said didn't. He didn't stick around for that. No, he was a fairly short lawnmower. (laughs) Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Brisbane has. As a senior leader of a group, generally you show great, um, I I guess, presence, responsibility. Poise. Poise. Calm, Dignified, calm, (laughs) level-headed. You lead the way for future generations to come behind Mm. you. And that, in this case, would be you and I, Dan. Marto, you've been in this chair 22 years and you have been a great educator to those who have gone (laughs) before us. Mm. And um, we need to address some behaviour that happened here in the office yesterday morning. I don't morning. see myself as a leader. I'm just one of the team. Mm. I'm not, I'm not the leader. Matter. I've never made myself out to be a leader. It doesn't matter around. what you think. This is like mm. when rugby league players go, I'm not a role model. Well, I'm, I'm not a role model. Well, I'm sorry, you are. You are. Automatically and comes with the is job. Is this about the sp- rugby league player sperm? No. It's not about Adam Reynolds either. We're not we'll address that later. later. This is about something that was said on the show yesterday, Margot. We got a lot of people texting the burner phone going, what was what? that about? Because we moved on very quickly. Which bit? What am I passionate about today? Ripping stereos. Oh, I don't talk about that. Oh. Oh. There was an incident. Yeah. <laughs> no, Margot, he has to... Get, it has to go through his lawyer if we're going to oh, discuss okay. it now. Sorry, yeah. legal's got to get involved. Craig from Yamanto. Mm. What did Marto do to the speaker? Mm. It's not often the big fella goes quiet. Mm. Why, why is he giving them away? People confused. Well, yesterday we came in here, Dan, and there was... There's no need to there talk was a about this. There's no obvious, need to talk about this. This was, is something that I'm dealing with with the boss, okay? We're working our way through it. I went and saw him after the show. When are Let's you just shut in, it down. When are you booked in to see HR? I could imagine this the would be a legal, said, a potentially a legal issue. The boss said we'll go further through it. I see they haven't cleaned up the mess that occurred when, when there was uh, the building starting to come apart. We've only been here four or four well, years. Well, the building or so. only comes apart when it, you force its hand, Marto. And I saw some CCTV footage of you mm. yesterday climbing Did you up. See on, CCTV. Yeah, climbing up onto your chair at your desk and then onto your desk and mm. then pushing one of the panels of the roof. Out, which then it fell and broke on the floor, and the speaker that was in said panel ha- was just hanging from its wires. Which a is a workplace health and safety issue. It is a hazard to you. You're getting old. You cannot be standing up on desks. Yes, I can. You've got a funny knee. No, um, that doesn't matter. And I'm you could have electrocuted able. yourself. What if, it electrocuted? You, what if the speaker hit one of your brand new teeth as well, mate? Exactly. You're not thinking not properly. Thinking oh, properly. You, you assaulted like, the building. This is a serious incident. There's something serious happening. You don't know what's going on between the boss and you I. Re- the speaker out, out of, of the, the ceiling. ceiling. Why? 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 Well, I was listening. I was trying to prepare for our show, like the professional that I am, and Luke Boner, who goes on this station from 12 until 5, whatever, he did something just on 5 o'clock yesterday morning that drove me insane. I've got a speaker above my friggin' head, and every morning oh. it drives me mad. I've tried, would love some silence. What? 
All right, so I got up on the desk and I and I didn't pull. It was an accident. I was I was going to just gently rotate the speaker a little bit, pull it out of the ceiling, disconnect the wires. That's not what and happened. Put it, that's not what happened because no. I didn't anticipate the ceiling to be that soft. <laughs> You did use great force. Broke. Have you seen your hands and your big sausage fingers? They rival sometimes, the kings. Sometimes right. I have a delicate touch, but is this it, wasn't one of them. Was it this that triggered you? Thursday. That's the one. Thursday. Well, that's our version. We do Thursday, but he plays that. He plays it every day. day. He plays it every day, Margot. And it was Monday he did it. Tuesday he did it. Wednesday I just cracked. I just had enough. Mm. You understand, surely. I know you've put in requests. The look on Amelia's face because sometimes I tell her to be quiet in the morning. Do we need Amelia to come in? Amelia, come in. No, don't get her in. Just stare outside the window. Just (laughs) apologise to her now because she may need trauma counselling. Amelia, our news reader, who does an incredible job of putting up with Mardo Come before in. the rest of us get here. Come around to my microphone. Here, there's a microphone. I don't know. Amelia, tell us what it was that you experienced uh, <laughs> of so Mardo's rap. Trauma. trauma. I thought he was dead. Uh, you didn't Am think I, I was dead. That, thank God uh, your mic's not working. Are we, <laughs> you allowed to tell, allowed the to tell the truth? No, well, no. Yes. Are you <laughs> okay? There was a possum. The possum started scratching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got wow. to the witness. You are so good. I love you. Uh, have thank you, you gone already to say, hey, no, if someone says something, this is the story that we're going to go yes. with. Amelia, we've only seen the CCTV footage where he looks relatively, mm. okay. you know, angry yeah. about the situation, but we can't hear the sound. Okay. What sort of noises and words were coming out of Marto's mouth as he ripped the speaker from the roof of our building. He was just extremely concerned about the possum that was oh, going to fall through. Oh, traitor, traitor. Did he, did he threaten to not finish your carpool? Marto, I went around the building oh, yesterday, God. mate. Well done, I, I got a little bit of the ceiling and everyone oh. in the office has signed it for you. What is that? <laughs> Read them out. There's a few little messages on there for you. All the best, mate. What? <laughs> Sad to see you go. That is a piece of the ceiling out of the roof that you broke. Great working with you Good in the idea, short time. Oh, that's nice from yeah. everyone. Uh, you've got a meeting. What the a show finishes at 9. 9.30 is your meeting with um, Ken Wood, who's at the general manager of the building oh, and, and the head of HR yeah. as well. As and I ironically, thought. it was a Ken Wood speaker that you tore out of the roof. <laughs> oh, don't that again. Don't ever do that. It's Marto and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Time for this. Peter? Rugby league. Yes, let's talk league. Uh, Big day. There was a lot going on yesterday. Of course, uh, Las Vegas will be here before we know it, and we'll be over there talking about how many players were arrested. But uh, let's How are the Vegas 12 going in their venture to get over to Vegas, Marto? Thank you. Players who had previously been arrested fronting the US Consulate General for an interview in the hope of getting a visa. Reese Walsh and Tristan Saylor were expected, but Luke Brooks's arrival raised a few eyebrows. We we knew about Tristan. We knew about his was... uh, Whatever it was. A lady issue. And a lady issue. Reese Walsh was a drug issue. And we suggested yesterday there'd be, what are you here for? Hello, I'm I'm a rugby league player. What are you here for? Cocaine or fighting? Cocaine, this aisle, fighting that cue. Uh, Luke, Brooks. Luke Brooks. What's he in trouble for? Oh, What's he was, done? There was some street stink that must have, there must have been another something happened and no one noticed about four years ago he was in some oh. fight in domestic. No, it was something. for um, illegal dumping. He got rid of that barbecue. That the is incorrect. He, he threw that it, is he, Incorrect. He threw it into the ocean. You're not allowed to do that. was a big day. Littering. Luke. If you're working at the uh, US Embassy uh, Consulate yesterday in Sydney and you're a rugby league fan, you would have just been going, oh, this is great. Approved. Approved. It's not just yesterday. They were so busy, they told a few of them, oh, come tomorrow, we're too full on. Rabbitohs superstar Latrell Mitchell and Roosters hooker Brandon Smith are set to front the embassy tomorrow. (laughs) They just went, oh, God, we don't have time for you. You two tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow. And of course, Brandon Smith. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, what are you waiting for, Latrell? And we all know, shoulder. Yes, yeah. sorry, oh, fighting. Yeah. Oh, God. Right, let's push on from there. I'm sure they'll be fine. And Volandis will ring them up and go, listen, get this, it is sorted. In, this is important. Uh, Want to talk about this? Uh, there's a little waddler who we have on the captain of the Broncos. You've got to stop to referring him to like mm. that. He's a friend of the show. Mm. He talks to us. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> he's a waddler. 
He's a little fella. He just waddles around. I'm confused right. whether he meant Alfie or... Waddle, waddle, waddle. Right. My problem is, okay, 33 or 4 or whatever he is at the moment, um, why this? A one-year extension for the skipper said to be the next contract announcement from the Bronx. What the hell is going on? I've already criticised the Ezra Mam thing, which is now going into his sixth or seventh. You do not have a potty contact sport like we have. No one else wants Adam Reynolds. Why are we extending him? Why? I'll, I'll stick this. I'll say it to him. I'll say it straight to him. Mm. Um, you do not sign a player in his mid thirties to an extension without seeing him play. I'm sorry, but what happened in the grand final last year? And I'll say this to him: the first time we interview him, he may not speak to us ever again. He lost us that grand final. Bang. There you go. He lost us the grand final and you're offering more money. You're so, offering him another year. I think Nathan Cleary won the Panthers no, that grand bullshit. final. That's bullshit. That, that, yes, he did. It looked mm. like that, didn't it? But the underlying, what happened in that grand final is Adam Reynolds. I don't think they would have got the to bear. the grand final without Adam Reynolds. So I think Fabulous. He, yeah, he nurtured. Fabulous. I, I didn't think... say what happened in the preliminary final. I just said he lost us that grand final and we're offering him another year at the age of 33. Well, that's what we bought him final. for, to get us to the grand final and to win it. Yes, Fabulous. I absolutely agree with that. All right, but we do not offer him another year. Sorry. All right, on that, on that theme, let's talk Ezra Mam. Ah, let's talk Ezra Mam. Serious problems are, are starting to emerge about Mr. Mam. So he was signed until, what, the end of this year? They've now extended his contract to 20... End of 2028. 28. That's a hell of a long way away. Yeah. All right, so I've just seen the photos. You've seen the photos from his 21st, 21st. birthday party last weekend. He was wearing a $2,500 Gucci shirt. He had five <laughs> earrings in his ear. He now has dreadlock. He now has those silly dreadlock things. Um... They're going to explode this year. He and Reese Walsh, have you seen all the photos lately, all the nonsense that's going on? They now believe their own stink. Mm. They, they believe everything that everyone's telling them, and that's when your career starts to nosedive. Someone needs to get them by the scruff of the neck. Maybe it is Adam Reynolds. And tell them, hey, hold on, you're going to get sorted A out. A bit of humility is Someone required. will sort these two out. Paddy Carrigan, maybe? I don't know whether Paddy's got the, got it in him. Well, to he actually sits pull on the up. edge too. I think he kind of leans into a bit of lariness, and mm. then he, you know, puts the rugby league a responsible head on. Oh no, it'll work occasionally, but it won't work all the time. Rugby league is for hard men, and you can get there's some really dark places that they'll get taken to and get sorted out this year. And going two. from two hundred and fifty thousand to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year as Thank a twenty one year old boy is is a huge responsibility. Mm. And I hope it's not his downfall. I, I really. Hope it's not. I really don't. Where's the coach, Kevy? Isn't that part of what he does? Manage your players, mm. make sure that they stay you in check because so. you've been there before, right? And you're now a bit advanced in age, and you can see somebody see needs it. to do it. Kevy's not a real confronter. He's not, you know, like no. confronting. And Alfie's not going to. Alfie's just going to laugh along can, with him and pat him on the back. Mm. Uh, there's I've, I've there's my a, concern for the Broncos this year. There's too much lair. I've got some noise for you that Rick in the uh, audio dungeon pulled out of Adam Reynolds on as Ram. Do you want that here? Yes, yeah. I hope. He's a bit more skillful and faster than I am. Um, look, he, he's obviously got a, a natural talent and ability there to, to break defences down and uh, even better when he's in a bit of space and uh, that's where I can help him out. All right, so he's there to help out Ezra. It, that, that's probably good. Yeah. He'll, he'll keep an eye on it because he's seen people, he's seen Lairs before he played with the Trell Mitchell. Yeah, Renault knows his body is, like he said, but he's there. He's a good brain. He's a great leader. He, he knows how to, you I know, agree. Wayne's really good at putting his arm around players yeah. and making them feel good about themselves. Yeah. Adam Reynolds just seems to get people. All right, that's but what don't I like sign, about don't him. Don't sign him under your playing salary cap if you think that's yeah. what he's good at. Wait until later in the years, if his body's no good, sign him as an assistant, assistant coach. Assistant coach, yeah, anyway. I agree. Bang. I hope I haven't been too strong. And if Adam Reynolds doesn't. Is there another leader, though, in the Broncos that could take that? I can't see one. Place on the field? I can't see one. I don't think they have one. Who's the other senior player? Paddy. Paddy, I know he's not senior in terms of years, but he's senior in terms of mentality, surely. Mm, we'll see. I always thought Payne Haas Payne would take Haas. on that captain's role. I just don't know if he's ready for it just yet. But if mm. only because of what he does on the field, right? He seems like a very quietly spoken man, but he's, he's the guy that you fold in behind. We don't have a right? webkey who will go, pull your head in, mate. We yep. do not have that player. Anyway, we'll see how it turns out. Triple M Breakfast. Did you see this $200 million vision he has for the game? No. You know, Peter Tell us. Band, he's the, oh, um, the boss. Rugby league. Oh, well, he's saying this Las Vegas thing will kick off 
interest from the broadcasters. I briefly touched on it the other day. Yep. What else does Volandis do? Does everyone remember what his other job is? He's a head of racing in New South Wales. Thank you. He created the Everest. That's right. To, to compete with the Melbourne Cup. He's an ideas type of guy. He saved the game of rugby league, if we don't remember. If you'd, you know, During In 2020, COVID. it was the only sport on earth that was still going. That incredible building that he has built at Flemington... Where they have all their functions. No, Randwick. Randwick, Randwick sorry. Yeah, Flemington's right. Victoria. Uh, it's incredible, that building. And he has. He has rare visions that nobody else in Australia, and he has a work done. ethic that uh, is unrivaled. Okay, so in racing, where's all the money come from? It's gambling? Mm-hmm. Yes, rugby league also has that. That's why he's perfect, the tie-in. Uh, crowds and broadcast deals, yep, racing and rugby league. There's some parallels there. Horse and thank sales? You. Well, not just horse sales, but the big... Is the big, what's the most valuable liquid in the world? Oh, horse. No, I'm just going to say printer ink to try and oh, throw you off ink, the scent. But horse semen. Oh, Thoroughbred no. horse semen is worth so much money. Okay, there you go. May as well, you can see you're joining the dots, aren't you? No, join the The way voice. rugby league can make t- plenty of dough is rugby league player semen. This if is we not can your harness... breeding program thing again, is it? Your NRL it's, breeding no, program? No, now it's even better. And oh. now I realise this is why Volandi <laughs> has been employed as head of rugby league. He is going to bring the horse semen type activity and he's going to, on like on Tuesdays, bit. you're hey. going to, okay, after hey. training, everyone can in the sample? shed. On everyone in the shed, we've got a little machine here or there'll be somebody. Yeah, turn and it off. Can you imagine yeah. what, like, he could... Oh, Do you reckon no. he's got vials in his fridge if we go around to his house? I reckon he would if it was an option Reese to have Walsh, some. labelled Ezra Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine girls going, listen, can I just no, get two, okay, two yeah. and a half... On report and in the bin. Millilitres of Reese Walsh. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> no, no. I'm coming back one day. <laughs> That's 30 minutes in the bin so far, and it's 6.39. That could be a new record Is it for back on? Yeah. Well, what about if the... Uh, <laughs> if you've got... It's Triple M. <laughs> Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. Brisbane has. We've done the best burger. Ben's on Miller. Congratulations. We're on to the best bakery. You've got to nominate and vote. There's 24 hours left at triplem.com.au. Have we worked out our three finalists? Is that where we went yesterday? Unless That's something it. changes drastically right. and someone just comes rocketing up, we've pretty much found the top three. Oh, but it's not pretty the tight, too, yeah. between the top three. Can I present them to you? First up, there was Not For Bread, K-N-O-T, Not Just Bread, out at they're next to the Mitre 10 out there at Narangbar on Old Gippy Road. Went in there yesterday, saw Kev and his wife, Kat. Um, remember we talked to him on air the other day. He does his, his beef brisket where he cooks it for hours and hours and sticks Incredible. it in a pie. I got the pulled pork. I had that on the way home. Structurally sound, magnificent. Ate it one-handed while driving. Is that legal? Yes, it was beautiful. Gave Kath a lamb and rosemary. She gave it the big tickety kick. I had a chunky steak and peas last night for dinner, and this morning I've got the beef brisket. This place was wonderful. Just want to say they are a beautiful couple, Kat and Kev. And they get in there every morning at 2.30. I come in and I make all the salad bar and oh God. all for the treaties. Working together as a couple, how does that go? We've done it for years. And? No, I didn't say how long you done it for. I said, how does it go? It goes all right. How do you have any children? Good Lord. <laughs> Four girls they got. Amazing. Mm, beautiful. Be- beautiful pair of people. Vote for Not Just Bread. They're in the top three. Margot, who'd you go to? Well, I went out and saw Darren at... Lo- now, I've got to be careful what I pronounce this because I, I've mucked it up a few times yesterday. Logan Village Family Favourites Country Bakery. There Ooh. you go. Nailed it. I, uh, I, I went out and saw Darren and the team. And fella. Yeah, we we know these guys because, Marto, he brought some pies for you to one of the Smoko Shouts at the at, Logan at Village the pub, pub uh, and they got stolen. They Their pies are so good and so hotly wanted. People thieve them. People thieve them. Mm. Uh, and I, I asked Darren, how many pies on average would you sell a week? Darren, how many pies would you say you bake, sell, what, a day, a week? Um, at the moment, a week, we're averaging between three and a half thousand, a little bit over. Um, when it comes into winter, we're up over 6,000. Whoa. A week? A week. And they're all still handmade. Oh, my God. So how many, like, on average, a day? 
Uh, it depends on the day. Yeah. Like weekends, obviously, busier. Week, weekends are, are very busy, yep. We do shut earlier on weekends, but all our trades first thing in the morning when people are going out. So, yep. um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's a fair few pies. And what are your hours and what's your location? Uh, our hours are 5 a.m. till 5 p.m. every day. Uh, and then on weekends, we shut at 2 o'clock. And so. what's your location? We're on the corner of North and, uh, sorry, Wharf and Albert Street, Logan Village. Darren was really emotional when I was talking to him. I can't play, obviously, everything that we talked about, but he just said the um, <laughs> the support of the community has been absolutely incredible. Like, they know they sell a lot of pies and their bakery is amazing and, and they're supported. Uh, but this, I think, has blown them out of the water a little bit. Like, he just, it was in tears, Marta. It means a lot to him. They've been there 26 mm. years. It's a family business, um, you know, and, you know, owning your own business, staffing, you know, oh, God, COVID, yeah. all of those things that you endure as a small business for any business, any bakery, you know. Go on you, Darren. I went out to Karina, Krusty Devil Bakehouse. Krusty oh, yes. Devil. I've just noticed that you two fancy going to a bakery and not bringing anything back. Well, I bought plenty back. Yes. Well, where I is it? it? I, I had them last night. Well, look what, what you got oh in front gosh. of me here. Are they donuts? Here's Shannon describing what I've just unveiled to Marto and Margot. A little courtesy pack for us. <laughs> yeah. What have we got here, Shannon? Okay, so I've got oh, the Boston cookies and cream, jam, caramel, and the princess, and the your popular sellers? I went with the ones that were prettiest. What's your favourite? The princess. And as far as meat pies go, what's number one seller? The cheese and bacon pie. I had the cheese and bacon. Structural Yum. integrity, unbelievable. And it was like this bursting with me. This is just a box me. of diabetes. <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> have a I bite of the princess, the pink one there, Marto. Oh, I, I think that suits I you. Can't, that's too much. Uh, you'll notice Unreal. some is missing. My wife and daughter attacked them last night, so oh, they're not yeah. pristine. Apologies. Well, I'd like to apologise because Darren will be listening. He did give me um, yeah, three boxes was... of stuff to bring oh, in, but what? I left them in my freezer at oh, home. I'm how, sorry. How convenient. Oh, you've got a big family to feed. <laughs> Krusty Devil <laughs> Bakehouse in Karina. What else do we have? Not just bread and do you do the full name of... Logan Village fa- Family Favourites Country Bakery. Yes. They are currently the top three. Voting continues for 24 oh hours. God, and we'll crown the be- you got the jam one. Oh. Don't eat whole things. Ooh, I went M&M's. Oh, oh I haven't got a note. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, triple M.com.au. The best bakery in Brisbane. We'll find out mm. where and what it is tomorrow. Oh triple M Breakfast. Don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Well, I think this week the uh, dominant news theme here in Brisbane has been the uh, the murder committed on uh, Violene White, the grandmother out at Red Bank. And there's all sorts of, you know, people saying, oh, this should happen, that should happen, or oh, take it easy and all the rest of it. Well, I'll tell you a bloke who's got buy-in because, well, Ben from Redcliffe, how are you again, mate? Hey, Marta, how you doing? Can you remind everyone of your story and we'll talk from there? Uh, so on the 13th of March, uh, 2020, uh, my son Angus Beaumont was murdered by two 14-year-old juvenile offenders who are both out on bail for other violent crimes under the Labor Youth Justice Act. Um, since then, they've been found guilty, both of them once in the trial. Uh, they've appealed that, uh, went to retrial. The first offender who killed my son was found guilty again. Um, the second offender was found guilty of manslaughter because he didn't actually do it. But, I mean, they ganged up. It was two on one. Um, and now they've, it's um, going to sentencing it halfway through this month. And, again, they've appealed their sentences both again. All and right. both pleaded not guilty, I'm led to believe, is what I read, Ben. Is that correct? That's correct, even though it was caught on CCTV and multiple witnesses and evidence. And, I mean, so, they high-fived they high five each other after they yeah. killed my son. Oh, wow. You know, I mean... Joke. We're now coming up to the four-year anniversary of this, and you still haven't yep. got a resolution. No, that's correct. Right. So, where does the problem lie, Ben? You know, we've got police saying their hands are tied. Uh, we've got the magistrates who are looking to be lenient. The system is broken. The government can only do so much. Uh, what What do you, having endured it and been through it, and still going through it all of these years later, which costs time and money, as we know, plus the emotional attachment that you have to this. You can't move on from your son's death and grieve properly. What would you like to see happen and where do you think the the biggest problem lies within this? Look, to be honest, all these murders and attacks um, 
and killings by juveniles, um, all lies on the heads of the Labor state government because it's called the Labor Youth Justice Act. They made that act and now they're responsible for all these happenings. Um, if you're going to have violent repeat offenders on our streets, that's wrong for the community and the taxpayers and everyone who wants to be safe in the community. Um, I mean, once you're a violent repeat offender, it should be no bail. No bail and you're immediately remanded until your sentence. None of this, I'll let you out because you've only done 14 robberies. Um, and there's no such thing in my eyes as an adult crime. If you're going to get a, a knife or a gun or a weapon and attack and murder somebody or, or rob them, you know exactly what you're doing. None of this, oh, he doesn't have the co- cognitive ability. He's only 14, 15, 16. If they know that they can get a weapon and take something off somebody, they know exactly what they're doing. But even if that's true, Ben, even if they didn't know what they were doing, if we had a, a lion walking around the city killing people, we wouldn't say, oh, it doesn't know what it's doing, just let it go. It's we an would take it away and exactly. we'd put it somewhere to exactly. keep it safe. Ben, no, they would so put we, it down. They would yeah, put it down. So, Benny, while all this is going on, these kids that killed your son, yes. where, what are they doing? Where, where, where are, are they? they? They're out on bail, are obviously. They, no. They're at home. No, they? Well, well, they got, they well, they got bail. Both of them got bail on the first, the first initial trial before the trial yeah. one was picked up three weeks later did a home invasion in o'connell street yeah it was all over the news he hit a woman with a hammer that was three weeks after that was the murder oh, of angus whoa. all right and then the night the night before court we're sitting in court on the monday the night before court the other criminal <clears throat> the second offender did a violent robbery and got an audi and and it's and went up the m1 at multiple speeds on the opposite side of the road they all got pulled over he was the driver I got caught with stolen property, weapons, drugs, the whole lot. And he was in the same clothes he was arrested in the night before under the courthouse awaiting to go to trial. The trial was put off because he had to get clothes because he didn't didn't want to look like a, you know, red shoe wearing little crim. So there obviously needs needs to be a review of the bail laws, obviously, because in this... There there needs to be... Look, you know, we've we've got parole boards for adults. There is no parole boards for children. Children have their, their set time and they're out. That's it, whether they're rehabilitated or not. So as far as I know, that when they're in juvenile detention, unless they're convicted of their crime, they're not actually entitled to do these rehabilitation programs. It's only once they're convicted, they're entitled to do these programs. So they're all sitting in there now, in there for four years, and there's no rehabilitation from But they'll get bail, and then they'll get out on their time served, you know, but they've got no rehabilitation. There's no assessment criteria for that either. Our government doesn't seem to want to listen to Victims of crime. Yeah, here's your opportunity. Let's say Stephen Miles, one of his assistants, will go, Oh, you should hear what this Ben from Redcliffe, or you know, he's Angus's dad. What would you say to Stephen Miles if you got the chance? I think it would be a waste of time, to be honest, Marlo. Okay. We sat down and talked to um, Shannon Fensman, who was at the time in charge of the youth justice laws, yeah. and she had no idea that there was even, not even a parole board yeah. for juveniles. She, she was hopelessly lost in that position because right. the portfolio that these politicians have, they're not qualified for it. Why can't we have qualified people in these portfolios instead of ex-lawyers and ex-teachers Thank you. In, in these roles governing governing Australian healthcare and that sort of stuff? I mean, Yvette Darth is the ma- is one of the main people. Her and Di Farmer created these watered-down laws and, and they're responsible for all these, for everything which is going on with the youth justice system, yet they keep shuffling through the system and now look at the healthcare. How, how doomed is that now? I mean, it's just one pathetic creature after another through the system. Are you all right, Ben? You and your wife? No, no, no this, you're not. This, um, this rich family's apart. I know. It does. So it does. It's not just the victim. Well, the victim's gone. You know, their life is destroyed. But they, it, these criminals are destroying families all around all around Queensland. They're just destroying them with no no regards to because there's no real penalty. You know, for a 10 year sentence, which you're only technically going to serve 50 percent. Um, it's ridiculous. What about a life sentence for a life taken? How about that? And to, to think that this in four weeks will be four years and still no resolution, no closure uh, for your family, Ben. I'm so sorry. Thanks, Margaret. It's not good enough. Ben, your words this morning might change things, mate. Oh, look, we've, mar- we've marched the parliament, we've gone, we've put petitions up, we've got a site called StockQueenslandYouthCrime.com, we've got Justice for Angus page on, on Facebook, we've done a lot and everybody wants to help, but like they said, what can we do? And it's all I can say to my conclusion of everything that I've learned throughout this whole system is that the Labor Youth Justice Act is to blame, 
and it's Labor who has caused all of this with these juvenile offenders, and they need to go. It's quite simple. They need a change in government to change for the safety of Queenslanders. So, and when I heard about that poor grandmother, yeah. I thought, wow, what's the odds it's going to be a 15, 16 year old little criminal? Yeah. And I'd like to know. I'd like to know their their past history and why they were on the streets. I mean. Stabbing someone to death is not a debut crime for these criminals, you know. It's just heartbreaking. I had to call in because I thought, you know, simply that family doesn't know exactly what they're going through, unfortunately. Well, I think your point of the bail laws needing to be changed is absolutely prevalent in in this situation as well, Ben, because he was out um, on bail with previous charges of armed robbery, etc. So he was known known to police. So I think those bail laws is definitely something that we, um, you know, need to keep pushing for and need to make change. I really think they need to scrap the youth justice laws altogether and put it, you do a crime, here's your penalty. It's quite simple. You do it. There's no such thing as an adult crime. Like, I mean, if you're 15 and you go and stab somebody, well, that's it. You stab somebody straight to Arthur Gorey and you can await adult prison. Yeah. It's a joke. Every One. parent now feels for you, Ben. That is, you've gone through hell, mate. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thoughts 0484101045. That's the burner phone. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Stephen Miles, and he came in for a red-hot go from Ben. Um, he, he was on stage the other day at the media club and, and, made, and made this point. Nobody can seriously stand up and say they could have prevented this murder. Oh. Apparently he didn't know this at that stage. Just hours later, Nine News revealed the 70-year-old's accused killer had been given bail over armed robbery charges. I'm sure Stephen Miles knew that, maybe he wouldn't say it could have been prevented because it could have been prevented. It could have been prevented. That boy who committed the stabbing has had previous offences, which he was out on bail for. So he could have been uh, kept from the community by not being let out on bail. And the and the story's rotated a little bit, especially Ian Lever, who's head of the Queensland Police Union. He's pointing the finger at judges. And you've got to ask, I know some people go, oh, they've got a lot of work to do. Well, they need to have a, be a bit more in touch with community standards. The judiciary are not doing their job. We will never know. And this tragedy should not have taken place. And that's where the police are saying their hands are tied. They're saying, we're doing our job. We're arresting them. We're getting them off the street. God and then yeah. we're putting them in front of the legal system. And, and that's the one that's failing the community. It's the legal system. The magistrates that are saying, hey, don't do that, setting the bail too low or allowing them to have bail in the first place when they probably shouldn't. Not enough police because the police are frustrated. They're going, why are we bother anymore? And they're just giving up in droves. And we got that anonymous text message the other day on the burner phone uh, saying that um, everybody who works with child offenders are the bleeding heart saying, oh, human rights, mm. we've got to give them an opportunity, we've well, got to be kind to them. A few years ago, wasn't the age shifted from 17 to 18 for criminal liability? So it's kind of erring on the side of the people committing the crimes as opposed to the people who are behaving themselves, like us, who need to be protected. And, of course, the victims of crime, Ben Cannon, after Todd Kefu and his family got attacked, wickedly attacked in their own home, um, he was trying to drive something there. I was part of that walk on Parliament House where Palaszczuk told us to bugger off and wouldn't even address us. Emma Lovell in Northlakes, um, exactly. in home invasion, was killed. The mother, her children and her husband are now left to pick up the pieces. Similar situation. We reached out to uh, Premier Stephen the Robot Miles and uh, he couldn't come on this morning but he has offered these thoughts. Here we go. My thoughts are with Ben and his family. It's a terrible crime. That's Ben who we're just talking about from Redcliffe with Angus, his son who got killed. Terrible crime should never have happened. Community safety is a priority for my government which is why we always take the advice of police and provide them the tools they need to tackle crime. And we always listen to Queenslanders. There are things we can do better. We will. I've asked the Interim Victims Commissioner Mr John Rouse, APM, to reach out to Ben and his family to offer our support. So, Ben, someone's going to come and uh, have a yarn to you. Uh, we'll There's see where that goes. There's a victims commissioner. Interim okay. victims commissioner. I've so never that heard means, of this. Well, that means it's not his position permanently, I'd say, that the role's been vacated, so he's the interim victims vic- commissioner. Well, look, I've he, never he, heard he engages victims of crime and their families right associated on. with supporting services and criminal justice agencies right to on. identify, develop and provide consistent, accessible, well, blah, blah, blah. That's blah, after the resources. crime has happened. Yeah. But that is a good... Okay, well, there's a position there. All right, so there's a way in. So go have a chat to Ben. Go have a chat to the you know the victims out at um, Red Bank there and see what they think and then implement something. So I think Stephen Miles said he'd come on next week. Right. Oh, well, that'd be great because we need to – it needs to change. The law needs to change.
Why don't and you they're the up? people who change the law. But did, was it good enough, the, his response yes, uh, the day before yesterday, yeah. where he said, oh, it's not really something that we're looking into no. at the moment. We don't have plans for that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what we can do. It's like, well, as of this moment, this should now become a priority. I'm sorry. They'll end up reading the room because they'll do research and go, oh, Queenslanders care about so this. So tone yes, It's what you're supposed to do, look after the people who pay their taxes. I think I've got that bit here quickly. So we could see more law changes between now and the October election? Oh, no, not, that we're, not, 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 not that we're under consideration right at this time. Mm. Just say... Come on, be better. Just say, yeah. I'm going to look into it. Will, hopefully be they will get better. We've shone the spotlight. The whole of Queensland shone the spotlight. Got to keep making noise, right? If he comes on next week, what do you want to say to him? You listening right now, 0484 1045. Yeah, Hit us, us on the burner questions. phone. We'll get it through to him. It's Triple M. Triple M Breakfast. With Marto, Margo and Dan. <laughs> We've all heard of uh, baby boomers, Mardo. Uh, are you a boomer or a Gen Z? What's Gen Z? You'll think of Gen X. What comes Gen after X. boomers? Is it Gen X? I don't know. What are we, Gen Y? Yeah, we're millennials. We're, we're described yeah. as the terminology for millennials is those um, eight, 1980s birth years, mid-1990s uh, to the early 2000s. So anyone born from, you know, 1981 to 1996 mostly. Right-o. Most millennials are the children of baby boomers and older Generation X. I'm a Gen X, I think. So you're what, a Gen X. Are we Gen Y then, Margot? You're me. Well, millennials, anyway, that's not the point. Uh, the millennials asked us, Dan, have come out on the attack um, socially on media because uh, we're coming for you, Marto, and people like you, which I assume is a lot of our listeners. So I thought I'd just give you the heads up just in case. Apparently there's a new way that we can age ourselves and it's by having a wallet. Apparently Gen Z uses their phone as their wallet, so they have all their pay in their wallet, they have their ID in their wallet. How do you have your ID in your wallet? Is this a thing? Did I miss the memo? Yes, you did miss the memo because now uh, they have like a whole licensing thing online. There's an app for everything. It's a QR code for everything. You can now have digital ID, digital licensing. So you don't, they're saying the wallet is out. If you carry around a wallet, you are officially now earmarked as old. And I know, Mardo, that you actually don't have a wallet because you have purpose-built your phone and your wallet into one, whereas Gen X are saying you don't need a wallet, you don't need all those cards in the front of your phone, just use your phone because now they've got that Stow card. You can put all of your frequent flyers, your rewards, your Maya One, your DJs. So if you lose that, you lose your whole life, whereas... uh yeah, I know what this is all about. It's so you can take photos of yourself better because you're a bunch of show-offs. Uh-huh. That's what it's really all about, is isn't it? it? It's about <laughs> Because this, this gets in the way of taking photos. Oh, I can't take a photo quick enough. Whoa, whoa, it's in the way. You mean your wallet attached to your phone. Well, I'm saying you're actually kind of modern, you know. This is you're... if you drop your phone. That's not a wallet. This is if you drop your phone. I don't crack it. Am I the only person in the studio that doesn't have a cracked screen? I've got a case on mine. I've got a case on mine, but my screen's cracked. It's cracked, yes, yeah. because it's <laughs> in your hand taking photos. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's about this, Mark. There's no cash here. Mm. Here, there's no cash. They're saying wallets wallets are a thing of the past. You don't need a wallet anymore because everything Mm. can be accessible right on this little bad boy here. Where's that stupid person you just had on the audio? Um, How does she go if she loses a phone? Well, no, she's a millennial. She's saying that the Gen Z, which is after us, they're the ones saying that we're old because we carry wallets. I still have a wallet. I have two, three wallets in my handbag at any one time. I have this to show. The what judge. Is Can that? I present this to the judge? Is this, is what, this is what's in my phone. What that is a one dollar note. That? If I run into trouble at some stage, are you a sovereign citizen? <laughs> are you? That uh, is legal tender too. That's right. Uh, that's probably accepted, worth right? fifty dollars. That one dollar note. Oh, this is paper. Yeah, it's got the queen on it. She exactly. looks young too. When uh-huh. did it change from a dollar pay? I remember the dollar and two dollar notes. When did it change over into coins? <laughs> Give me that back. That's great. Right. Remember one and two cents? Know. They yeah, were a thing too, weren't do. they? Of course I do. I've got a few in so here So next time Optus goes down and the whole world crashes, we'll all come to Marto's place. He's got his dollar note ready to go. Wallets are out. I think the next thing to go will be writing checks, Marto. I've stopped that. Oh, you have? Oh. Uh, only two weeks ago. <laughs> Marto, Margot and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. 
We should be ashamed of ourselves. We've been on, on air for two hours and we haven't talked Taylor Swift at all. Oh, I was going to say it's been a nice we? reprieve a little mm. bit. Oh, I'm, it's Taylor Swift everywhere. It's all mm. over my I social know. media. Mm. We Everyone's told, talking about what, what, it. We told her this had happened. Now, yeah, triple you M. said you'd never what, get over it. was a great escape for it. Now, yeah. now yeah, we're, we are reaching saturation right. point if Margot Parker's over Taylor Swift. Well, let's just point out the stupidity of being a Swifty like these two girls from Annalee. Annalise, Swifties Danny and Julia have been preparing for their Eras Tour style since before they'd even secured tickets to their two Sydney shows, spending an estimated $8,000. Oh. Well Who girls. has that money well done, to girls. spend on that? Those two girls, they have, do not have that $8,000. Where are they getting it from? What are they maxing out credit cards? Their parents? we we got inflation going on, ladies. Stop mm. spending money. Thank you. And as, <laughs> and as reported exclusively on this show yesterday, Remember I told you there was a bead shortage? Yes. Oh, God, Channel 9 have decided to run with it. Craft shops booming across the southeast with reports of bead shortages at Kmart and Spotlight stores. (laughs) One Stones Corner family business selling 30 kilos of alphabet beads alone for an estimated 20,000 friendship bracelets. Yeah, they'll be making friendship bracelets to then on sell. Oh, my gosh. Luckily, we've got... I wonder if they've got enough beads here tomorrow for the friendship bracelet making session that we've got happening. I What's booked us in for 9.15. Yeah, oh, you great, and me. Great, so we're gonna, great, our great, bracelets great. are going to say... Dinosaur yeah. and Dickhead. Yeah. F off. Model, Margo and Dan on Triple M. Amelia, you in the news just declared the Gabba is dead. Long live the Gabba. So you're going to leave it alone. They're not going to demolish it. The $2.7 billion rebuild, which would have ended up costing $5 billion in the end because that's how unions get involved and that's how much things cost. So that's gone. Gone. So they're going to do the athletics out at uh, QE2, the old QSAC, QSAC, which is the home of athletics. Fabulous. Opening and closing ceremonies. The Sevens rugby and the soccer will be on at Suncorp Stadium. They're going to lift... uh, um, their talk, this is only early because it was a 60-day review that they were doing into the whole Olympic Games fiasco and it's only day three or so and they've already decided all this. So uh, good stuff. I don't know how they're going to fit. They're supposed to have 60,000 at the Sun- at Suncorp. How many is it fit now? 52, 52 and a half. 52 and a half. Mm-hmm. So they need to maybe get rid of the corporate boxes perhaps. They, they could, could turn it into like the Indian Las Vegas. They've got the sphere. Maybe they close Suncorp in a little bit further and put more seating up and around over the top of the stuff. Oh, just on the math on that with the unions, that's going to be $96 billion. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You're Chickety welcome. Chick. Uh, <laughs> Athletes Village still at Hamilton. I don't know what they're doing. So they're, they're, so they're lo- doing the QE2 is going to do the athletics. Which it'll mean also East Brisbane, not touching the Gabba, East Brisbane State School will survive. Oh, yeah, which is which is, it's uh, that seance it sounds sensible and normal and what the, what should be done. So, And we've already got Ballymore. I think the hockey's on it, so it's been done. So Albion? Shooting? Belmont? Shooting's everywhere. Great. For what the are they using Albion for? <laughs> Albion Park. I'm not sure because they're getting rid of Aren't the greyhounds and trots. That? I don't know what's going to go in there. Oh, basketball's over there around Ascot or around um, Clayfield there somewhere. Yeah. In the little pit. Anyway, that's your uh, Olympic We've still got update. 10 years. Yeah. We're running out of time. We've wasted three already Mm. because of Anastasia and her legacy project is no more. Be gone. Interesting that the Gabba announcement just came out of nowhere. Right over the top over all their youth crime stuff. Oh, yeah, no one's talking about it today. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Brisbane has. Uh, We've got a golfing widows group chat uh, amongst some of the girls because um, I always... What did the the husbands die of? No, they're not actually widows. Uh, They didn't die. They just disappear a lot to go and play golf. Uh, They they void all of their responsibility in the household duties and the the parenting duties to just disappear for like eight hours every weekend and then go on boys' trips, sorry, on golfing trips for like three or four days every couple of months. I'm just like, what is this? This sorcery, you know, like if I just wanted to up and leave the responsibility of my children and my family for eight hours. Mm. You call it a birthday that goes for six yeah, months. Yeah, you'd call it lunch. Well, mm. no, it's not the same thing. Oh, it's not, not that's a hobby. When you went to Hamilton oh. Island. For, yeah. Is lunching a hobby? Yeah. Well, I went to Port Douglas <laughs> for my birthday oh, with some yeah. girlfriends. Oh, that's yeah. different though, because yeah, yeah, you didn't play golf. Yeah. No, but the golfing thing happens all the time. Oh. My birthday happens once a year. Oh, Do you, oh, either no. of you don't understand because you don't play golf, That's right? because my wife so, my wife didn't want to become a golf widow, so one day at our garage sale she sold my golf clubs when the kids were one and two years old. <laughs> it was a good idea because I watched my dad march out the door because he worked Monday to Friday very hard and on Saturdays it was mm. his day. So it's a historical 
historical thing. They, these golfing blokes, they've seen their dad do it and went, great way to get out of work. Well, the, some of the memes and the reels yeah. that go back and forth between the group chat yeah. of the golfing widows, things my husband will do for golf but not for me. Yeah. A, wake up early. B, improve his flexibility. C, watch instructional videos to improve. Four, buy clothes. Five, spend five hours outside. It seems I'm stuck in a bit of a love triangle. Washing his balls really well too. They love they I love washing on balls. report and in the bin. I did oh, see dude. that um, somebody, a, a gentleman, of course, commented. Uh, yeah. Well, if you're going to start comparing golf and yourselves, that's not fair to you. Yeah. To you, yeah. golf uh, things that golf do for me that you don't always has a cold drink waiting. Mm. Every hole is always open. Never brings oh. up what he did wrong three months ago and doesn't get jealous when he plays other courses. And oh. look, I just <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, um, sometimes men don't understand the position of women and women don't understand the position of men and so therefore it needs to be explained by a third party and a mediator and I've got a little bit of audio here um, of a couple who are experiencing um, difficulties in their marriage when it comes to golf and I felt like the therapist explained it perfectly. Say you're playing a par five at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Okay. You crush your drive, the wind's behind your back, your second shot finds its way to the green. You're on in two. Then you four putt for a bogey. That's how Madeline feels when you don't listen to her. No. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. And then he says, is that's, that really that's how you feel? Like all of a sudden it became clear because it was explained in golf analogy. <laughs> he was like disappointed. And so the first two shots are when you got married in the early years of your wedding and then mm. when you hit the grain and fall apart. I mean, we did Swingers Club once for a hot minute. Mm. We did it literally once. And I don't have any desire to go back. I'm good with yeah, it. Same as me. And it I just think, doesn't appeal to me. Golf, I think the men of golf it. were happy not for me to come uh, back. You better because clarify we took, uh, Swingers Club. Well, we go and play golf with yeah, other couples right, and okay. we swap partners yeah, sorry, so yeah. that you don't play with your, <laughs> your husband or wife yeah. because it gets competitive, yeah, That right? was a group chat, Martin, and, and I were happy <laughs> not to be involved in for a second. You can have that one over yourself. Um, it took us six hours to do nine holes. Your husband doesn't play golf, so you should be happy. No, he doesn't play golf, but um, I have a lot of girlfriends and I thought maybe there's some other golfing widows out there, one triple three five three. I don't know if we have time. Yeah, we got time. But... Are you a golfing widow? Tell us the plight of your desperate void of not having your husband around. You can extend it beyond golf too, just stuff that's been banned in your house that's taking up too much of your time. Do you ever see a kid sport when the mum's there on her own watching a child playing sport? Where's dad? Oh, he's playing golf. 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 Sad game. Watch um, Kath Getty. Bloody fun though when you're playing it. What did Kath get for your clubs, by the way? How much? She sold into one of my neighbours, and about eight months later, I had to play a corporate golf day, and I had to go and walk to my neighbour's house and say, Can I borrow my clubs? Back? I thought you said Warren, you, you ended up seeing him on the course hey? running around with your clubs. Did you get some money from him? Did you get a few hundred at least? Or just yeah, two, 200 or something. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, but my dad things. had handed them down to me, so they were like a family heirloom as well, as, and I knew the name of it. It wasn't as if it was a random neighbour, like the na- neighbour did it despite me. Perhaps maybe there's some men listening who play golf. What is it about golf Mm. that is so fulfilling that you leave your wife and your children once a week or every weekend? It's a real challenge. It's a real challenge Mm. and men love challenges. You're looking at it the wrong way. I don't think it's the golf that's appealing. I think it's the kids that you really... Trying to get away from. It's It's more mm. that. Are you trying to get away from something or are you trying to challenge (laughs) yourself? (laughs)